Hey, welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide here bringing this live from SHOT. Nah, I'm not live. Who, who says live? No, I'm at SHOT Show. First day uh, in the books. It got a little bit of update for you guys. I, I want to fill you in. Just got back from dinner with Mark Taylor and crew from Alaska. Ten of us go over to Ferraro's. Excellent Italian food. If you're ever in Vegas, man, Ferraro's is awesome. Every year that the guys are here, we go over uh, and get one of the private rooms in the back, have a great dinner. I had a little Osobuco tonight, did that, not really getting too crazy with it. Before I get started and give you my SHOT Show rundown, I'm going to give you a little frank rant because I got to get something off my chest here, man. I got Catholic schooled while I was here, all right? Are you ready for this? So here's the deal. I fly in, and, I, and I'm going to keep this vague. I'm not going to use specifics because I'm not going to get that crazy with it, but I'm just going to tell you something about this. And I want you to think back to previous rants and what I've been saying. And I, it, it, it's, it bugs me, okay? This really, really drives me nuts. So Sunday, I fly in. Cool. I go straight to the Tilted Kilt with Mark and crew watching the football games. Okay, so I catch the... Patriots, Chiefs game, the whole thing, we're there, everything's good. Knocking down a couple cocktails, a couple cocktails, right? Doing our thing. Six, seven drinks later, who knows how many it was, whatever. I get a call from Mile High. They're over at the Venetian at one of the restaurants over there. We head over to that place. Sit down, little chicken, little couple more drinks. So now we're heading out round bar time as we're coming by told you right, come through you cut through that circle bar over there is usually a typical hangout so i don't know what time it was 9 10 who knows anyway it doesn't really matter but it's part of the story so i go over and i see jim from prime and john now here's the thing there, there's a connection between jim and prime and john uh with Alaska. John's from Alaska and his wife's family and I can well anyway there was some things a couple years ago running joke up there going to the Bush Company right the, the famous strip club in Alaska so Frank goes to the Bush Company gets in a little bit of trouble they ask him to leave yeah it happened so there's an in through John so I, I'm talking to him about it and we're laughing it's all fun it's all good fun everything's cool well Jim asked me a question. I said I'm going to be vague here, okay? I don't want to get into details because it'll out certain things, but I'm going to be vague. So Jim asked me a question. Now, we're probably eight to ten drinks in, okay? And you got unfiltered Frank going on. And Jim being Jim from Prime, I'm giving him the unvarnished Frank opinion. Unvarnished. But at this, I'm being straight. I'm not being negative i'm being straight up this is my opinion one of these rock star guys who think they're the ones that i've been ranting about takes it upon themselves to eavesdrop not well not only eavesdrop on my conversation but to try to record me behind my back and not even part of our group Okay, this guy's not even in. These are the cowards, all right, man? These guys are fucking cowards. Not even part of our group. It wasn't somebody in our school circle. School circle, gather round. Record me. Send it to a longtime 
friend of the hide to try to torpedo me with them. Guess what Frank's saying? Well, so, I don't know anything about this. I continue on my way, meet a bunch of Marine Marsoc kids with some people I know, end up out for the rest of the night, hit it pretty hard, a little too damn hard to be perfectly honest, and get back the next morning. All good? We got range day. Range day was miserable. It was 24 mile an hour winds. At like 10 in the morning, the sun disappeared and never came back out. It was freezing cold. More people were more interested in selfies. And we're trying to, you know, we're all suppressed. I have OSS next to us. We got mile high stuff. We're all suppressed. We got a Seekins guns. We got the AI, you know, the AT, the AX. We're all suppressed. Thunder Beast is running around. So we think we're in groove zone. What's next to the OSS on the other side? 762 full autos. And all people are doing, this is supposed to be the ATAC range that's vetted. Okay, this is supposed to be military and law enforcement. 99% of the people were from somewhere else. 99% of the people never shot a bolt gun and were more interested in selfies. And we got the guys, two people over, playing Rambo with a full auto machine gun. Like, I don't know if it was a 240 or what. It was something like that. And they're just off the hip unloading belts for little videos for their phone. So it was a miserable day. All right, cool. I have a miserable day. Get back, freezing cold. I took like an hour shower. Go to bed early. Gonna be a good boy. It's gotta be shot show. I'm gonna be business, man. New year, new leaf, everything I told you about. Right? So then I get up, go to bed early, get up super early, have my breakfast, go over. By 7:30, 7:45, I'm across at Shot Show. I'm the first one at the booth. I go to the booth and start, you know, my Adam comes, everything, start putting uh, some rifles up and stuff like that. And he goes, dude, all seriousness, man. You're in trouble. I'm like, I'm in trouble. I didn't do nothing. I did nothing. I'm being on my best behavior. No, dude, you're in trouble. You were shit-talking somebody. Who? You were at the Venetian Round Bar. Okay, well, I know when I was at the Venetian Round Bar, I knew who I was with. I know the conversation I was having. I don't ever remember shit-talking someone. They heard about it, blah, blah, blah. So, okay, I'm like, now I'm like racking my brain, trying to think, oh, okay, what's going on? Well, then Mike comes down, and they're all like, dude, you're in trouble. We heard about it. You're in trouble. I'm like, dude, I did nothing. They tell me what goes on. I immediately go upstairs, go to the, go to the parties involved. What the F? These cowardly fuckers recorded me behind my back, but didn't even get anything. They Catholic schooled me and took me out of context. And really what I said, what they told me, they heard on this tape with all the buzz noise, all the, you know, you know, the flamingos and the whole thing in the background. They heard me say one statement, which was generic and the exact same thing I've said on this podcast, the exact same thing that I've said on these other things. And then they heard me mention a name. That was it. They totally Catholic schooled me. They played this freaking little game that they're playing on TV right now. All this stuff you guys are seeing on TV, they played on me here at SHOT. Would you believe somebody tried to secretly record me 
to try to torpedo me. And it was lame. I It ruined my day, man. I was, which is probably their goal. Hey, mission successful, guys. But trust me, goes around, comes around. It ain't done. And that was the game. Oh, my God. Are you effing kidding me? And the statement was lame. Like I said, if I start busting out who's and what's and where's, you may put two and two together, and I don't want to do that. But at the same time, these are the people who tell you how great they are and what rock stars they are, okay? And here, this is the kind of shit they'll pull. And, and here's how I put it. We got a potato chip bag. There's only so many chips in the bag. So there's only so many people who can pick from those chips. Well, these guys who think they're the who's it, what's, who just Johnny come lately's, want their buddies and stuff to get their chip too. So in order to get a chip, they need to get a hand out of the bag. And what they think they're going to do is get my hand out of the bag. Let me tell you what. Ain't effing happening. All right, that's cool. So here's my SHOT Show Roundup. It was a busy day, had a lot of meetings, really good stuff. Started the day off. I dropped the ASR uh, release for Mile High for Accuracy International. Uh, Tom sent me everything over last night. Cool stuff. It, it's it's the same as the PSR kit. Okay, it's the deployment ASR kit. It's big dollar. It's the whole thing. But this is what's coming down the pipe. This is the direction things are going. This is part of that whole army stuff. So if you want to go over to Sniper's Hide in the bolt action rifle section, I put up the press release, the specs, the pictures. All the details, there's going to be, a, just like PSR, 100 released uh, out to the public right off the bat. So if you want a deployment kit, there you go. So uh, started out with my meetings. Uh, met to, so everybody, you know, like I said, super shot show. It's great seeing everybody. Suited up the whole thing. Doing my, you know, doing my, got my sneakers on, man. I'm running up and down, down the stairs. So... Where were my highlights? Okay, I didn't see a lot today. Today was busy for me, and it was a little bit of work, so I didn't see a lot. But kind of in order around me where I was from, like, the Mile High booth and all that, uh, right off the bat, I walked over to say hi to JP because they're super close to Mile High. They're, like, right, you know, two feet over kind of thing. JP's got that chassis out at the thing. So the chassis, if you watch the 22 Valkyrie videos, the bolt-action rifle, that was the prototype chassis. The production one that's kind of coming in is really, really nice. It is sweet. And they're pairing it, and they might be bringing this out. I don't know where they're kind of going with it, but like that ultimatum action. So they're kind of working something going on from the JP crew, so there might be a bolt action in, in, in thing. But really cool stuff. It was all put together that way at the show. But the thing is the chassis. You're going to get the chassis now. And I dig it. Okay, it's got their handguard. It's got the whole thing. They scalloped it. They lightened it. It, it, it. And everybody's going heavy. You know, I get that. You know, guys want heavy rifles, but that's gonna that's that's the house of cards, man. That stuff going on right now, I'm telling you, is a house of cards. The fundamental stuff's gonna come back. There's gonna be more on that. You're gonna see the rifles change. Matches are gonna change. There's gonna be a shift. I think it may not be this year, but I think it's gonna be within the next three years. You're gonna see a little bit of a turn, because I mean. Part of this thing, this direction that we're going, is this same stuff of these guys who think they can sit behind your back and try to record you at a bar 
and get you to say something that they can use as a gotcha. So go to JP and I go do that. So one of my first meetings after is SIG. Highlight right there, the JP stuff. They're doing neat things over there. I'm, I'm really, really keen on, on what I'm seeing from the JP crowd and what Brian Whalen's doing and, and things like that. He's working with them and all that. But I'm cutting through. Here's my hidden gem for people. Little hidden gem that I found walking through. So I'm going by the Oler. And I see one of the guys that I know, Buford Boone over there. Um, and he's working with it. They have that Oler 89. I'm really, really impressed with that Oler 89 system. 2500 bucks, not cheap, but it's more of a testing system. And, and I, I forgot the word he used. It's not truing. I think he used calibration for your curves, your drops, your BC. This is the way you can hammer out BCs. If you're really into this, if you really want to go to the next level, maybe you got a reason, you know, maybe you're a training facility, maybe you got a department, something like this. I think this Oler 88 or 89 system is going to be really cool to show you what's actually going on downrange and to give you an idea. And I, I you know, and, and, and to me, that was my hidden gem uh, for the day. Also went down, talked with the guys at SIGS, one of my first ones in the morning. So we're going to be talking about that Ashbury rifle and the APO and the sniper side training rifle. And we've mentioned that the Night Force SHV, that's kind of like our recommended, hey, man, you want a good scope, doesn't break the bank, hits all the marks, SHV. But that's still a little expensive on the budget side. You know, we're talking in that 1250 range or so. So I, I'm, I'm working with SIG, and there's been a redesign of the Tango series. I'm a Tango series fan. I've used the Tango. I like that. I have a Tango 6 there at the house. All good stuff. I did the stuff with the BDX system with Alan and everybody. So you saw the BDX. Checked out the BDX 3000 and, and some things going on with that. All good stuff. But with the Tango 4, $850, redesigned turrets, redesigned system. The Tango 4 is that low budget to pair with the Ashbury rifle for us. And we're going to try to do something to make that available with you and, um, you know, to kind of get you in that zone so uh, stand by and, and look for more details uh, about that, uh, what we can do for you with the Tango 4. Uh, hold on a second, I got to grab. So that was, that was another good little highlight. Like I said, I think that redesigned Tango, I, th I like what SIG's doing. I'm a big fan of that SIG system, and I think they're steadily improving in a really good way. I think they got good resolution. I think that glass works out pretty well for people. So uh, something there. Then I get this all the, all the, all the time about Magnum semi-autos. Because people see that I shoot a lot of the semi-autos. But I, if you notice, I'm always like lower calibers, 308, 6.5, stuff like that. So semi-autos, man. Where did I see and where were I going with semi-autos? So guys want 338, 300, even 300 Norma now and all that stuff. And hooked up with the guys over at Sword International and they do the semi-autos. They have the big magnums, and they're doing that right. I've seen two big magnum semi-autos crater blow up on people. Okay, Two different companies, two different things. I've seen them crater. The sword, I, I, I pressed them on it, and they've seen it as well. They got safety features in place. They got some good protocols going on, 
if you're somebody interested in that, and I'm not a huge fan, I don't see the need for, but that, but some people do. It's not that I don't see a need. I get it on a certain aspect of things, but for the average guy out there is the context I'm talking about. I don't really see the need for the semi-auto. But, hey man, whatever floats your boat, I'm all about it. If you want it done right, and if you're really interested in that, the sword. Good stuff right there. Then, stop by over at Zero Compromise. Saw Jeff Huber, saw Robert. All their stuff's coming out. They had the 3 to 20s. You've seen that. Really right stuff is now making rings for that. I met up with Michael Hanel and Joe, the owner of Really Right Stuff, actually in the Zero Compromise booth. Um, they stopped by at the same time I was there. Good stuff. Uh, again, you've heard it. You've seen my video. There's Zero Compromise. Yes, I really think it's everything I said in that video. I think it's a good, good deal going on there. I mean, it, it's, a, you know, it's a good scope. They really knocked it out. Uh, talked with Robert. It was great seeing him. I had gone over with Collis and met with Robert when he was uh, the uh, president over at Collis. And then I'd gone to the Jaeger Ball, or the Vinianna, and the whole thing, had a tour. So that was going years back. He asked me if I still have my leader hosing and stuff. Of course I do, man. That shit's expensive. Uh, so I did that and, and saw those guys. Short trip around the corner, MDT. Loving what MDT's doing. Talking with Josh. Josh is heavily, heavily on Sniper's Hide. He's your go-to customer service. You got a question. You got anything with anything MDT. And MDT's got the SkyPod now. They got all these different things. They're really, really co-it's they're doing things right. You know, good stuff there. We're working, we're gonna be talking with them. We're gonna try to do some stuff for you guys to get a little bit of friend to Frank deals. Now it probably won't be a lot, but it'll be something. Hey man, I'm a friend of Frank, I'm a hide member, here I go with my number. Boom, I get you a few bucks off. You never know. So got that right go over see those guys everything's cool stop by uh by ga precision talk to all oh, those guys oh, it was like old folks home then or you know the old reunion at the folks home whatever how that saying goes i don't know what that saying is anyway so i go see george and all those guys at shannon's there uh sykes uh jeff badly all the, the whole crowd though it, it was like you know 2007 all over again we had really, really good conversation, man. I, I get it. There's some things going on. People trying to drag me into the uh, some of the little minor dramas that are happening. You know, you can't make everybody happy. I talked to Shannon straight up. I'm going to get him on the podcast. I'm going to get him called now that I get the new phone system when I get back home. I, 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 I get where he's coming from. And, and I and I I like I said all heart to heart stuff I don't want to get into the thing but I'm not getting dragged into the craziness but I talked to him uh, all good and and I said dude I said man you're the voice you're the president you're steering the ship the captain's gotta be standing up there leading the way we need and and, and I get it he does not want to interact with every single criticism everything if something comes you know what i mean he's not going to address every little minor discrepancy whether it blows up big blows up small but i told him i said dude steer the ship you got it you got to be that part of it and in and do that you know and and i think he understood and and it was like i said it was all super positive with that stuff with all those guys they know where i'm coming from i know where they're coming from so really good stuff on that front 
And, uh, you know, I was I was definitely into spent a lot of time there with them, actually. So I was I was definitely into that conversation. God, who else did I go by? There were so many. I can't even think of half the people I saw. Like I said, it was it was everywhere I went. There was another man. I'm trying to think where the other little hidden gems were that I did. Like I said, tomorrow will be better for this. And I didn't get a chance. Everybody was so dang busy. It was it was like one meeting after another after another, and I really didn't see a lot. It was mainly kind of getting my feet under me, making sure everything was cool. You know, a lot of everyday sniper fans totally appreciate you guys all out there listening. All you know what's going on. Mile High was packed. I mean, I would go in down there, saw Tony Burks, Tony Burks Tab Gear. Um, you know, we were talking about some things that they're working on and and, and what's going on with Tony Burks. So uh, he was over there, met a bunch of guys who were listeners, some LE dudes. We were talking industry. We were talking uh, wind, you know, and, and working with that miles per hour. Guys are really getting behind figuring out what mile per hour your gun was. I got stopped by two, three people who, who mentioned that specifically, that, hey, man, you know, this is really, really helping us. And we really want to better understand. And, and at the same time, they agree it's a simplification. It shows it and it simplifies it pretty darn well. So that was that was a cool bit of feedback from the listeners out there and, and the guys, you know, who, who are everyday sniper fans. I know, Mike, what we did, here's what we did, man. We had those everyday sniper stickers. We kept them in our pocket, you know, because like on the table for Mile High, we had – um. You know, their new stickers and stuff, they got really cool ones. And then, you know, mine, my Sniper's Hide, you know, uh, stick and shoot targets and things like that. Um, and then uh, go over to uh, the when guys said, hey, I'm an everyday Sniper fan, out of the pocket came the sticker for that. So that was a cool thing and, and definitely appreciated. Oh, Got to hook up with Harley and Adam from Insight Arms. We met together. Everything was cool. Their new break thing. I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast or not, that they have these inserts now for their break. So basically, they're making a multi-caliber break. With their, their Heathen is light. You know what I mean? It's, it's small. It's light. Everything's cool. I love the Heathen. I'm a big fan. And now they're going to do caliber-specific inserts that the user can change out. So what you would do is you would get the break, you would get your specified insert, 6mm, 6.5, 308, and then um, you're going to get the, uh, what do you call it, the, the, the tool, it's got a little spanner tool in that you can change it in and change it out, which now just reminded me of where I spent a whole bunch of time with, and, and God, I can't even remember that that kind of, you know, phased this out, but it's late. And, and I'm just kind of knocking this out to, to get it done before I hit bed, making it an early night a little bit. Like I said, went out, had a great dinner, got to socialize with everybody, but I'm not a gambler. So anyway, the guys from Insight Arms, I'm really thinking that's a cool thing. Plus, if you do screw up and make a mistake, the bullet's farther enough past your barrel where your, your brake shouldn't crater. It should actually just blow that insert out the front. Instead of anything coming back and the whole break destroying. So I told them to do some damage testing and some different things. But I definitely dig what's going on with the inside arm guys. I think, you know, Harley and those guys up there are really good at what they do. And I'm a fan. Now, oh, here is one of my bigger highlights. Okay. 
this kept my attention for a lot of the morning. Gunworks. Gunworks. Oh, man, these guys are smart. Okay, got to see Phil, Fundamental Phil over there, Kalen, got to visit with them, and sat and talked with Aaron. Their new stock chassis, whatever you want to call it, it's a stock. Did the butts plate. It's like the same almost wheel butt plate you see on the Accuracy International, the AX. Oh, this thing is so adaptable. So, I mean, there's different levels of it. I think there was three levels. I, I need to go take notes, really. Now that I kind of realize my brain's a little, uh, and, and the guys put me on a funky mood this morning. So as you heard in my beginning 10 minutes, e blah with that kind of stuff. But anyway, Gunworks Man is doing stuff right. I get it. It's a little bit expensive for some people. But that stock is 360 degree, all the fundamental marksmanship stuff. There's a grip things they're working with that are elegant, nice, simple. The carbon fiber, light, the whole thing, and, and they're good looking. I really, really like the Gunworks stuff. Then got to see the Revic, the new mill one. We're going to be talking about that some more. We looked at some of the changes. The new reticle is good. I dig that. They even have now, they had a... They did a hunting reticle, and I honestly, it's probably one of the nicest hunting reticles I've seen because it has a lot of what we have on the max power without it being Christmas tree or anything crazy, but then if you go all the way to lowest power, it's like a, it's like one of the old German posts, and it, it's, it's a good sort of hunting crossover reticle, or if you're one of those long-range hunting guys and you want to shoot far, you have what you need in there to work with, especially on the wind. You know, I mean, they sh I know they shoot fast, flat calibers and stuff, but if you're going to push it out there past five and change, well, now you're going to have to work with wind. And they put some really good wind aids in there. Um, he has another with his mill reticle. He has some good wind stuff to miles per hour your gun, and it's a line because there's like a patent thing going on in there, but it's 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 good. Uh, it's look, even if you're just bi-curious, <laughs> look at what Gunworks is doing and stuff. Well, then I move, you know, two feet over to my left, and there's James, and he's doing the suppressors for them. Smart, innovative, inexpensive. 850, I think, is for the bigger suppressor now. They have a system that works with an Allen key, and it's, it's really, really slick. It's not over complex. It's actually simplified, but then it works with an Allen wrench in front and back to change certain things out, but on a minimalist way with some good stuff. I really like what I'm seeing out of them on these two suppressors. They have a long and a short and, and all that and where the direction they're going. It's, it's unique in a way, and it's a direct thread, and it's it's unique um, in that they've simplified something. It's not so unique that we haven't seen it before, but it's unique in how they minimized it and simplified it. You know, I was really, really happy to see where they went, what they did, and the fact that it's not super expensive is really, really good. You know, because like I said, they're they're a premium company. 
smart dude. Aaron's just so on on point with a lot of this stuff, and I think it's it's gonna be. I think it's a good deal, man. Um, Gunworks. I I spent a lot of time this morning, and like first thing this morning, because I was cruising through. That would have happened. I went to Sig and I got to Sig a little bit early, and then um, Joe had a meeting over there. So he's like, "Hey, man, you got to kill about a half hour for me," and and it was probably more of like an hour that I killed, just at Gunworks visiting with them. We talked about their match coming up. I highly recommend if you want to see the best of both worlds. It's their match, and I've talked about this. I don't have to really go into it, but if you hadn't listened to those old Gunworks podcast ones that I did with and all that, it's a two-sided match. You got one day's very PRS-y, the second day's field, and I think that's a really good way of doing it. It's the best of both worlds for people. So I spent a lot of time, and I mean, it's the nice thing with Gunworks' booth, it's like a lounge, you know, so it's really comfortable, couches, the whole thing, and, and it's like you're in this little room in a lounge in the middle of SHOT Show. So that was super cool. Um, Got to see uh, typical stuff at the show um, so far. Like I said, I haven't had anybody come up to me and say, gee, have you seen? Or, gee, you have to go see. So if it sounds like, oh, gee, there might be more out there, mm, it didn't come up like that. One of the ones I did go see was um over at Manners. I didn't see Tom. I guess Tom hurt his foot or something. So I saw Robert Brantley, talked to him. Looked at what some of Manners is doing. I had mentioned that little shorty tactical, uh, that stock they do with that extension. They kind of married a full and a half short, and they did a a revision on that. So there's like a longer version of it. And and so uh, that I thought was super cool in, in, in going on. And, you know... That was that was really the main one over at Manners. I I kind of like that that buttstock part that they're playing with, so that was definitely cool. Then I stopped over with Ashbury, a visit with um, Matt and Morris, made sure everything's good for the rifle coming out. Well, they have, and this is going to be this is this is the awesome part about it, the modularity. And if you watch the video that I did and, and all that, so you can go over to YouTube and check out that, that video and stuff, that modularity. And the, the ability to change out that hinge and to do some things, um, you know, in different directions as you get a little more money. You know what I mean? You're starting out with a less than $2,000 rifle and it's giving you this complete system. Well, then you have the modularity as things change or new things come up, you can switch. Well, they're doing this new buttstock, and and it looks pretty similar. Just to give you a point of reference to stuff like you see in the racks, the AI things like that, and you'll be able to upgrade or go into that direction of the buttstock to give you even that much more adjustability to change the weight and balance of your rifle, you know, and however you want to do it. But if you want to go to another level within the same chassis with the ability to just undo it and you could buy the upgrade and put it on so well you know i got to visit with ashbury and and there was a lot of time spent over there uh, you know going over what's going on and we're going to release that that rifle's going to be in full production and ready to start hitting the streets around the end of february so we're, we're moving forward now they're just knocking out all the engraving on the parts so it says sniper's hide and everything like that so all really really good stuff man um Man, you know, so it, it, there's that. And then, you know, you're, today was the normal catch-up and visit. Great to see you. Stopped at Casey. 
saw the, the the Gen 2 Cal. I really, I mean, I was a fan of, fan of the first Cal. I liked it. I, you know, I still use it. It's one of my, it's, it's, it's a great new product. But then the Gen 2, big fan. Light and, oh my God. I, I mean, Casey's so cool. And it's funny, we talked about these changes and how things change. And it, it's a goof because, yes, stuff is moving so dang fast. All right. And you buy something one day and it's, you know, it's turning into electronics for us. It's obsolete within a year. And obsolete's the wrong word, though. And Casey kind of had a point about that. He felt that because he moved into this other direction, because there's stuff coming out there that, well, gee, you know, does that mean the original Atlas isn't viable? Is nobody going to mention, well, what about? And no, it's just a different thing. And, and, and you know, it, it's funny. One of the things that really kind of you know, part of the whole downer is there was so many guys that are saying, I've heard this like at least a dozen times today, kind of cruising through some of it here, some of it there, is people are like, precision rifle's the fastest moving part of the industry. Everybody else is stale. Precision rifle. I'm getting into precision rifle. And it's like some of them, I mean, it's going to turn into the AR thing and the magazine band thing and where everybody's going to be like, I got to get in, I got to get in. Then the bottom's going to fall out. If they keep going this way, I really think there's some people that might not, should be there. And that's a wrong way of saying it. I just don't know a better way of saying it. And I don't mean it to them, but it's going to be one of those things. You guys are getting deluded. Okay. More of the same, more of the same, more of the same. But the rock star players are still the rock star players. And so that's kind of what I was looking at. I mean, just to give you an example, and I'm not putting it down. He was a super nice guy. Everything's great. Okay, I'm, I'm no negative. But I'm just kind of give you a direction of what I mean and to put this into context for you. Range day. Out there, one of the first people in the morning that came up to the mile high um, range day to shoot the rifles was Todd Jarrett. Talk to him. Hey, Todd, yeah, everything's cool. Like I said, super nice guy. He's going to be playing into precision rifle because everybody, it, it's the it's the tip, right? It's the seesaw or however you want to look at it, the fulcrum, blah, where they see that kind of going down and all the balls are rolling in that direction. And I'm not sure that's a good thing, you know? Yeah, it's going to be good for innovation. It's going to be good for options. But then it's going to get flooded. And this stuff's at a premium. You know what I mean? We're expensive. So to make something expensive, I'm almost not sure we're, we're, we're at saturation or we'll ever get to saturation with customers because the stuff is pricey, you know? And which is why you want the MDTs for the budget. You, you know, the APO rifle uh, for the budget. And the ability to go forward and backward with it in any direction. The SIG Tango for the budget. Okay? Because, you know, we all can't afford $3,600 zero compromises. Yes, we'd all love to have it. We all want to be there. But the reality is, it's, it's, it's a lot of weight, man. That's a lot of money to be dishing out of your pocket. In, in I don't know. 
it, it, it's it's it. There's got to be a balance in the middle ground. And if everybody's just out there saying "gimme, gimme, gimme, gimme," I'll, oh wait a minute, those guys over there are making money, or those guys are there look busy. I'm going over there too. You're gonna get some. You're gonna get some guys that'll slip up behind you and try to record shit, and who don't have no business being part of this clique. You know what I mean? That's the kind of people. And and ah, it's conflicting. I had another freaking thing too. Child of the '80s, man. Jordash jeans. Okay, Jordash jeans made chicks' butts look awesome. Right. Well, then you get to the '90s, and what did they do? So now well, go back. So Jordash jeans, butts look great. You're a butt guy. '90s, they moved the pockets down on the girls' pants, and then they all had like flat butts and pancake stuff because it didn't it didn't look right. So then you're like, okay, maybe I'm a booby guy. So now, what saves the ass? Lululemon in yoga pants. Right? Boom. That. Well, I was walking around SHOT Show today, and there were, there were some nice boobies out there. And I was like, damn. Well, it's because right at my face. You know, they're a head height. And I'm like, you know what? I think I might be a booby man again. But then again, as soon as I see the first set of yoga pants, I'm back to butts. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because it was it was that's how Shot Show is, man. It's just crazy that way. And we're gonna get some more. Uh, you know, like I said, I visit with a lot of people, uh, but sat in a lot of meetings and talked to a lot of people. And and hopefully we're gonna bring some guys on board and we're gonna give back to the community. Get you guys a little discount. Give back and and say, hey man, save a few dollars here. You don't have to go that way. It, it, it's it's. It's tough because we talk about so much. I mean, the ASR, huge dollar for the deployment kit. I get it, man. And there's only going to be 100 of them. And, and, but that, is, that innovation trickles down to the other stuff. Funny thing, so Michael Victor. <laughs> Michael Victor's awesome, dude. Michael Victor does the 22, the Titan stocks and all the things. And they used to do the Viper skins. I think they still do Viper skins. So he comes over to the Mile High booth. You know, because he's got this new thing. He made a forearm for AIs. Awesome. But then he walks in the booth and his jaw hits the ground. It's like the ASR. And Tom comes over. Diane's like, I ain't touching this thing with a 10-foot pole. Tom will go off. But Michael lightened it up. It'll be replaceable for your current AX and all that stuff. But Tom's there. Mike did the right thing. He stood in front of Tom and said, listen, man, I'm a super fan. I did this because I wanted people to be excited about the AI. He built in a really right stuff dovetail. It's got M-lock. It's got a flush cup. All the, He hit every single mark you can want with this AI forearm to replace for either your chassis or your rifle. And Tom's like, yeah, we're kind of – but – I, you know, I have a history with Michael Victor and all that stuff and all these things are going on. But he was there and he was square. He didn't just try to steal it. He wanted Tom's blessing. And Tom's like, we ain't going near what you're doing because we're doing something similar, a little different. Mike did some really neat stuff on the dovetail underneath the flat. I'm not going to spoil it. But Michael Victor lightened it up, did all this stuff, really cool. But the guy, because he's a super fan of Accuracy International, I was, and it almost got me in trouble. I'm not going to go to the jokes. It was hysterical. We had, we had a fun, it was light, man. Here's somebody who 
inadvertently, he had no idea about the ASR. He, he you know, he, he, all he wanted to do was enhance your accuracy international. And he just so happened to parallel design with the ASR program. Okay. And he totally admitted it was, it was, it was a phantom parallel, man. I did not know what I was looking at and this is what's going on. And he, he, he went for that blessing. And I, I truly believe if Tom was like, hell no, screw no, you ain't doing anywhere near, nope, nope, we ain't going to, in fact, we think it's an infringement or something, he would have walked away and never did it again. But instead, Tom's like, if it brings attention to my rifle, even though it was probably going to compete with me, I'm still good with it, man. Because the guy was square. You know what I mean? And it's awesome. It's a cool forend he made. It's it's functional. It's a competition forend. You know? And it's just different enough that you may see that benefit in it. And Michael Victor doesn't make overly expensive stuff. Okay? He makes it efficient. And it, it's like I said, it's it was done well. And he was so proud of it and brought it over. And it was like, damn, dude, you know, I, I, I was, I was like, holy, yeah, I'm in, I dig it. But at the same time, like I said, there's, there's a dual track going on. Now, I would bet he probably beats AI because AI is doing other things. They got to do rifles, they got to do this, they got to govern, do their contracts. So it, their, their version probably would took maybe a year or more to come out. And I'm a guessing. It's a fake number. Don't take me and say, oh, Frank said it's never coming out for a year. Don't put words in my mouth, please. I had enough of that today. I, if I stood in one place long enough, I was getting in trouble. It was crazy. And it even happened then. I was like, even Corey, like Corey West from over there at Mile High, he was standing behind me. And, and, and a kind of funny thing came up. And he's like, damn, dude, you didn't have to do anything and you got in trouble. And I was like, all I got to do is stand in one place long enough and it's my fault. But it was, you know, because we're all there and we're face-to-face and there's context, we end up laughing about it. You know, we we end up, everybody's on an equal page, all boat right, you know what I mean? And it's not this, he took my idea, he didn't do this, he, what, blah, 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 you know what I mean? It's not this bullshit of somebody trying to sneak around, here's a guy that walked up to the owner of Accuracy International and said, I came up with something to enhance your rifle because I love it. And they, you know, and 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 it, he he was a he was, you know, he was genuine. I love that, man. That is the kind of thing that keeps this part that's why precision rifle is this part of the industry. Because of that old school. And when you get people who just want to torpedo you. That's not going to help anybody. In fact, that's what puts everybody in their corner. I said to uh, George and those guys, I said, we need to go back to the thing and we need to show a solidarity. Shannon's there, George, all these guys are all there. I said, if, if, we, if we all had this everyone's best interest at heart because we all started out as friends, you know, we'll end up in a really, really good place. And, and, and that was a, a big part of takeaway. Like I said, I wanted it to be new year, new this, new Frank. And I'm like, all right, man, I'm, you know, what the heck? 
in, you know, the first thing in the morning that, you know, I, I got friggin' Claxton's going off and warning sign and I got torpedoes heading towards me. I'm like, come on, man. What the fuck? Do it to my, I, and I said to, I said to a couple of people, I've never said anything on any of this, not the podcast, not the videos, nothing that I won't say to you in person. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little, I, I mean, I, East coast rank comes out. I'm dropping F bombs and everything. You know, I don't, I don't know if I even told you guys this laughing the story. So the, 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 um, TSA, Connecticut, coming back home. Uh, my bag gets flagged because I had all the photographs. My dad had uh, about 425 pictures of me in the Marine Corps. I put a mag. If I said this story before, sorry, I don't remember. But this is the East Coast Connecticut kind of thing. So my bag goes over to the thing. Now, sometimes when they flag my bag, it's for this mic and the tripod. The way the mic and the tripod looks, they'll see it and some people want to pull it out. But because I had all these pictures in these bags, it looked like a dense object or something. You know, like it might have been a material. So my bag flags over and as we're walking over, it was pretty dead the airport that night. Walking over with the TSA guy, I said, oh, did my, my mic flag? And he's like, no, you got something pretty dense in there. And I'm like, oh, and the guy's like, oh, this is a cool bag. And I, I dig this bag you got. I had this boundary bag and everything. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, okay. So and he opens it up. And as soon as he unzips it, he sees the pictures. He goes, ah, dude, it's your pictures, man. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And he's like, you're good. And he zips me back up. And I said, hey, thank, thanks a lot, man. Have a nice weekend. He goes, don't tell me what the fuck to do. That's, and I laugh. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, dude, you rock. You know what I mean? That was a cool TSA agent. And that's back home. But if I say that to somebody, you know, who's not from there, it's that Bridgeport versus Birmingham thing. It's like, oh, they're offended. Frank said fuck you or, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, oh, man, it's just the way we talk. And, you know, it's East Coast Frank came out today. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Do you think I would do that to you? Call me. That's it? Call me. You got my number? Instead, two days later, 48 hours later, I got to find out. And it was funny, too, because we were talking – and, and, you know, while all, some of this stuff going on and some of the rants and all those things. I mean, we had a long conversation with George and Shannon and all those guys. And and, and I think it was Brian mine has said, man, you're imagining things. Nobody ever, you know, and this is before I didn't tell them anything about what happened on Sunday or that morning. And he goes, you're imagining things, man. Nobody's dying out to get you this thing. Nobody's like that. Oh, wait a minute. Let me tell you what happened this morning. Dudes were behind me at the bar trying to friggin' record. Now, here's the thing. I'm like machine gun talk kind of guy. Blah, 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 blah. So how the heck are you knowing how to spin? I'm going to be spun up to go in this direction. Are you just immediately when you see Frank recording them? I mean, how are you trying to figure out what to grab from somebody at a bar at 10 o'clock at night having conversations when there's 300 people around this little place and like I said, it sounds like the flock of flamingos and all that stuff to go and say, boom, you know, oh, hit record. How fast do you have to be on your phone to try to catch me to say something that you think will get me in trouble? Oh, my God. I need to get that off my chest. Anyway, guys, I get it. It's a light shot show review. I don't have a lot of stuff. First day, like I said, it was busy. It was business. Um, Mike had a thing with, uh, they had a, a spur dinner tonight. Um, so I didn't get a chance to see you, them guys at all. And, and, and so he's, you know, he, he's, he's that, that, that one legged man in an ass kicking contest. He's a hustler. So I didn't get a chance to, to hook up with anybody, but I'll try to get some people for you. 
and and make sure it's all good. But uh, definitely appreciate you, and and appreciate you listening. Appreciate everybody who came up to me and said something. All the guys coming over to shake my hand, Casey and the the, the Hyde guys who came over, Brandon Burkhart, uh, custom gun coding, and, and saw with him. Uh, you know, I saw a bunch of writers and uh, and few other people and stuff like that. Like I said, I'm playing it low key. I'm tr- I'm trying to be good, man. I'm I'm like I said, just standing there, I get in trouble. But I'm playing it low key. I'm 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 New Year's resolution, which I don't even believe in them, but I'm I'm playing that game, and doesn't matter. There's submarines out there, freaking launching torpedoes, and let me tell you what, man, you might get a dip charge once in a while down your throat. All right, guys, this is Frank at the SHOT Show, Everyday Sniper. Thanks for listening. I'll get you guys caught up. We'll get you some more details. I know I'm being light tonight. We were out in the whole thing, and I didn't. Write, I need to write stuff down. I do dig this Oler 89. I know it's not for everybody. Um, I, I'm, I'm really key on that. I, I do like what SIG's doing and the direction they're going. They did link the SIG to the Garmin, but I guess it's the Garmin 601 and not the 702 or whatever the heck. I'm like, what the? I want the, you know, let's link some stuff with that 702. What the heck? You got to have a different one. I wish they'd coalesce some stuff. Um, just the whole kind of in the big picture. Not so much all these, got to buy a piece, got to buy a piece, got to buy a piece, got to buy a piece. You know, and you guys know what I'm talking about. But uh, great dinner. Thanks to all the guys from Alaska that came down, the Bowman Arms guys and Mark and his crew and everybody, Captain Ron. I mean, it's awesome. Joe PP was here, Joe Fur. Um, so all good stuff, and, and it, was, it was a good time. A little Osobuco in my belly, ready to go hit the rack and get up early and do it all over again. All right, guys, thanks a lot. Have a great night.